0: Kipper,
1: making a late appearance. I uh, I've been handed the ball here. Uh, would I, Would you like me to hand it off to you, or do you oh, like me to run go for with a it, run? baby? Run like a New England Patriot. I shall. Uh, what did they throw last night? I think three passes against the Bills. Uh, special run game. Love me some Bill Belichick, even as a Jets fan. Uh, today, big show. Going to be jo- joined by Doug Armstrong, the GM of the St. Louis Blues and Team Canada. We're going to discuss a little uh, Canadian Olympic rosters.
0: You got your team?
1: I got my team all set, man. You, you, uh, you got some idea what, what you would
0: uh, go with? or? Yeah, but I'm a Wiley veteran, so I wait to hear from the general manager of Team Canada <laughs> first, and then I start working on my selection. So I, I get to make fun of yours because yours yeah. is locked in and you cannot change it. After you listen to Doug Armstrong. (laughs) I do look forward to... I'm kind of the
1: guinea pig. I'm going to roll mine out there, and Kipper's going to terrorize me. Uh, We're also going to be joined by Jody Shelley today, uh, broadcaster for Fox Sports Ohio, former NHL player, ambassador for the Columbus Blue Jackets, and then later on in the day, we're joined by Aaron Ward, our
0: old friend. So big show today, Kipper. Yeah, nice job on the opening. I was a little late because I'm, you know, know, on my... Off work, I, I produce the show as well. <laughs> you do. You definitely deserve a co-producer credit. I love you, Sammy, but you know, Sammy. a lot of
1: work going on from, from Kipper here.
0: We're, we're, we're going to change roles here by the end of the year. Sammy will be out front here with you, and I'll be back there pushing buttons. Let's but, be real. Uh, his
1: TOI has gone up. Sammy's getting I, a lot of run these days. I, can you guys hear me? Yeah.
2: Okay. So I can't hear you guys really, so my microphone seems to be malfunctioning a little bit, so... Just about me today, yeah, I'm just going to talk here because I can't hear you guys, but yeah. Uh, don't know what's happening
0: back here, technical difficulties, but uh, hello. Hello out there. Are we on the air? We we'll, are. We'll talk amongst ourselves. We are, and uh, I don't know, where do we start with the MASH unit for the Toronto mm. Maple Leafs, and what happened? 15-2 and two going into one game in December, beating Colorado, mm-hmm. not a worry in the world. And now here you are a week later going, okay, who, who, who's in the lineup? Who's not? Yeah. Marner out long-term. Uh, Sandine out long-term. Jason Spezza had his hearing today at 1 p.m. Oh, did he? It's done. Really it's that. over with. It could come out uh, in, in the, during our show, maybe a little after that. But we assume.
1: I got three it, games. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I don't think I don't think you have an in person to go three games. No? no, I mean I
1: understand the whole five thing, but that just gives them the option to go five. They don't listen have to if, go if, five
0: if they go if they go um, three games, mm-hmm. then there's some backpedaling going on. Think so? Yes. I also
1: it like it's Jason Spezza. Like, doesn't that does that matter? Do you think it's like this guy has shown he has no pension for this sort of thing? He's not a repeat offender.
0: W- 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 it should have mattered before you made the announcement that it's an in person hearing right, so you had plenty of time to digest that that were it's not Dale Hunter on mm-hmm. Pierre Turgeon yeah, way back when
1: you're not I- issuing corrective behavior suspensions like it's Rafi Torres here. This is a guy you just need to
0: penalize. this is Jason Spezza, and yet they still wanted to go in person they they really they they thought. When you announce in person, I don't I don't believe for one second that uh you 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 should go back Aw, under damn. 5 games unless you think you you made a mistake. I'm going to
1: look dumb cuz I think th- I think they're going to do it. I think they're, I just don't think it's that uh, bad a play. I've watched it enough times. It, it may it may I'm happen. It a good play. I, mean, I mean, think it's suspendable.
0: I think it may you might be right yeah. where they go all right, we were a little hot-headed on that one mm-hmm. and yeah Three games. You think Pionk's two game was I thought that was even like I thought that was
1: a fair suspension. Two games for Pionk on Sandine. Too much,
0: too we little for it. you? No, no. I Good. we said it. One game for the hit and one game for hurting Sandine. Yeah. So we said that yesterday in the show. Two games. Exactly. Sandin,
1: best news possible on Sandine, no structural da- structural damage to the knee. No, the best news is he's playing tonight. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Okay. Not the best news, okay, but not, listen, not the worst case scenario.
0: It's, it's still Three weeks, maybe two, two, three weeks, a month, maybe. It's not, it's not nothing. Marner's not nothing. That's a significant injury if he's out a month. till January, right? So that's that's a big deal. Now we know why he was so pissed off at Muzzin yeah. during practice. That That hurt. That obviously hurt. And it's not often. Like, I've been in enough NHL practices where they're intense. They can be hard. But stepping up on a guy in the neutral zone in practice doesn't happen very often. Hard enough to hurt a
1: guy, too. I mean, I don't know. Something so, underlying beyond that.
0: I know they're good buddies. You know, they there's, there's a lot of... And Sheldon talked about this the other day. There's no worry there. But, yeah. You're, there's a little you're worry st- when you hurt a guy. You're still a little pissed off. Yeah. You know, regardless that th- this is the way I lose a month of my season. No kidding. And we'll talk about, uh, you know, we got Doug Armstrong, general manager, Team Canada. For me, Mitch was a lock on one of those teams. Yeah, it doesn't does, change it for me. Does, does missing a month now come into play here? Can someone get hotter during that month that Mitch is out? The and Wally Pip just take a job? Take a job somewhere. But we're going to get into that and, and uh, a lot more. Uh, later on in the show, the the Marner thing is interesting too because you know this
1: this guy doesn't leave the ice. You know that Alex Kerfoot was asked about his usefulness. Um, you know if they're going to miss Marner, let's uh, let's let's know what Alex Kerfoot had to say.
0: It's not specific to Austin necessarily, and the best players in the world. But I think that is a, a fact. <laughs>
1: Oops. <laughs> For, it's all good. I can I'm back to about fifty percent. i throwing to clip successfully. <laughs> okay, that's the
0: one thing. That's okay. See that? You see I I do you see why I have to produce? I know.
1: Well, can you <laughs> make it magically happen? Watch this. Uh clip. When you're missing Mitch, where do you feel that the most?
0: Everywhere. I don't know. I mean, he's he plays. I don't know how many minutes a night, but he's on the ice the whole game, so. It, yeah, everyone's got to step up. No one guy is going to fill that role, and we kind of just got to do it as a group. And, um, yeah, it, may, it has a trickle-down effect on our lineup. All right, he's right. I mean, got the, what, he's always on the ice. I'll tell you where they're going to miss Mitch Marner, maybe the most. And it's somewhere that I don't still think he gets the credit he deserves, defensively. Yeah, he is their best defensive player, and on countless times that sometimes isn't obvious even to the guys calling the game Mm -hmm. is how much he protects his line mates and covers up for them.
1: Yeah, you know he does a lot of things on the defensive side of the uh, things where you know there's a scramble for a puck and you know it could be a situation where the puck will get kept in, but as soon as it gets to him, he makes a calming play. He calms it. Toronto has it. It goes to a guy on the weak side. And all of a sudden, instead of being a extended zone time against, they play the other way. So his defense isn't like blocking shots like you normally see, but he keeps the puck in the right end of the rink. Doesn't he?
0: Third man high has been terrific for the Leafs. And then all hell broke loose in Winnipeg. That was open season. Yeah. That was by far their worst game of the year. I, I throw it away as a, as a write-off. But a lot of things that we saw against Winnipeg was the reason why they went 2-4-1. and one. Mm-hmm. They, they open opportunities. The grade-A chances at both ends in Winnipeg was just as bad. Like, yeah. there was constant grade-A chances to score. That was score. a fun
1: hockey game where both coaches watched the video and went, that was not a fun hockey game. They that, did not enjoy it.
0: That, one, that, that one's a guarantee to get you knocked out in the first round yes, game.
1: that's exactly how you play to get swept by the Montreal Canadiens or blow a lead to the Montreal Canadiens. Depends which way you want to go out, like these two teams.
0: And they were really good up until then, and I'm sure it's been addressed going into Columbus tonight mm-hmm. that, uh, no, we're not, we're not opening it up like that.
1: Yeah. Kipper, we got five minutes before we get to Doug Armstrong. Do you wanna talk about
0: uh Matthews well, last? talked about Matthews maybe standing up for himself and man, oh man, did you see that social media response from people talking about everything from protecting stars to Matthews not needing to fight to a bad hand to uh, I'm not letting my kid play this game with. Neanderthals like you, Kiprios. <laughs>
1: yeah, I missed the part where you said he should bare-knuckle brawl everyone in the back alley. But we'll
0: get into that a little okay. later. Why don't we, uh, JB, just uh, focus now on what what the Leaf lineup's going to look like yeah. because you got some new names for us that uh, aren't familiar
1: of yeah. course, to Leaf Nation. I love that I could throw a fake one in there and no one would know otherwise. But uh Alex Steves gets his first crack with the Leafs. He's going to play in the fourth line with Clifford and Engval tonight.
0: And he had a good camp.
1: Yeah, yeah, college free agent that they, they grabbed and actually surprisingly effective, solid player. You know, maybe not the best skater, but he shoots it, works hard. I feel like the call-ups they're getting, Steves. And uh Joey Anderson, guys that like do the things you talk about where third man high play good positionally, they can chip in a little bit here and there, but like Hosang didn't get the call, you know? Like clearly the guys they're looking for in these roles as forwards is not a dynamic offensive presence. They want guys you can play.
0: I agree with uh no Hosang at this point that you've put in a lot of time and effort. It's it's really a rehabilitation in his career Mm -hmm. and to throw it on him so quickly right now after what two months yeah not not enough time here it's not to say that he can't be up in in a week or two but he shouldn't be your first uh nod out of the bullpen
1: no and you know just in digging around a little bit on his season and his career in general it sounds like he's a guy who just needs some stability he just needs to be with that organization, you know, be be the guy for the Marleys for long enough. And if they decide he's played well enough that they want him up for a long stretch, like a permanent call up, that might happen. But he's not going to be a guy who's going to yo yo like some, you know, like, like an Alex Steves or an Anderson type. A um, couple guys on the back end. Christian's Rubens going to pair with Timothy Lilligren tonight. And uh, Alex Biega, a longtime NHL vet. The Rubens, you, you know, if you, if you haven't watched Rubens play, Got a lot of tools, has trouble putting them all together, but at his best, he can play in the NHL. You know, he's not, uh, he's not, it's not like, uh, you know, I was. Sam and I were talking about the Chinese Olympic team today. There's some guys maybe not qualified for that level. Rubens is not that guy at the NHL level. He's, he's got the
0: tools to do it. I think, uh, I think for the most part, these guys should be fine. But one thing you cannot answer, JB, is what's going on internally for these guys. Mm-hmm. And, This is really the mental part of the game here, which you can look at a a Rubens and say physically he should be fine. But now you're at another level. You can't speak on how nervous a guy would be. And tough to get paired with someone like Lilligren, who's not an experienced NHL guy either. You know, there's some guys that just can walk in into a dressing room for the first time and say, and really, truly believe this is my time now. I'm ready. Uh, I'm I'm going to just go right in there and fit like a glove. Yeah. And where he is mentally and how he feels, and for defense especially, they have to have poise. They have to have the ability to get the puck and mentally take a deep breath and not feel like uh, they're rushing, that they feel like they, they got to do anything different than they already did in the American Hockey League. Of course, it's another level. Mm-hmm. Of course, you may have to... Uh, process a little quicker but do you have the poise now to make the right decision at the right time and 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 keep your heart from going about a thousand miles an hour that's that's the million dollar question Lillegrin had a couple of tastes and you can see that this year especially he's gotten a little bit over a hump with with having some poise
1: yeah with that with finding a comfort level within it
0: and that's that's where this kid would be tonight going into this game
1: speaking of comfort level as steve's going on the fourth line how do you feel about simmons on the top line again him getting more first line run you know you have got bunting matthews simmons tonight how uh how comfortable are you with simmons getting first line minutes
0: well we've talked about this where those guys do have the ability to step up and it would be on a on a temporary basis and for simmons i give him full credit Mm -hmm. uh he's taken on a role here that in a perfect world he does not want he has been a a top six player in the past uh you know just what three years ago four years ago he was regarded as one of the better power forwards in the game power play guy in front of the net as good as as anyone his number spoke for uh itself but now he is a legitimate fourth line guy do you think he thinks he's a legitimate fourth-line guy? When this team is healthy, I hope so. Yeah. Uh, because that's his best way to contribute to the team. It's not in a top six. It would be really hard,
1: if I you were know, him, knowing what he's done in the past, to not try to be listen, the you know, toe-drag guy who, who shows, hey, like if you need this oppor- this guy, I can be the top-line guy, too.
0: On a real limited basis. But it, it is important for Simmons or anyone else in that role to understand that... This is where I am best utilized. And he has taken on a leadership role there. Yeah. And, you know, it's not Richie. Richie won't set a tone, uh, but it gets harder. When you get over 30, and I've been there, JB, Yeah, it's hard to be that guy every night to bring it. Yeah. So we'll pick up on that conversation, but... You know, a gentleman joining us now, Doug Armstrong. He's, of course, uh, the general manager of the St. Louis Blues, but also, more importantly, as we get into December, the general manager of Canada's men's senior hockey team. First of all, uh, Doug, thanks so much for making time.
3: Well, thank you for having
0: me on. Yeah. So um, let's get right into this, because I I know you're a busy guy. So, uh, you know, this isn't the first time you're going through this process with, uh, with Hockey Canada. How is this different than other ways with still a pending pande- pandemic around us and uh and and what it's meant to your uh your process
3: yeah i'd say really started in the summer when we usually would have a, a introductory camp getting all the coaches management and players together and spending a few days one time it was on the ice one time it was babs's uh same as ball hockey tournament and uh, uh, but it, it was more important just getting together, having dinner with the guys, getting to know the guys, and also doing a lot of the the work that needs to be done behind the scenes to get ready for the Olympics. Lots of forms to talk about. Lots of you know it's easier to have those conversations face to face. And then I would say with the with our scouting, uh, we've got together twice: once in September as a management group, and then just last weekend in face to face in in uh, Florida. And uh, so it's just we haven't been able to do things face to face as much as we have in the past, and also scouting has been a little bit harder trying to get across and seeing uh, some 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 different players at different times. But all in all, it's it's the same thing. You're you're trying to evaluate players and get a list together that uh, you can take to the coaches and that fine tune to to make sure you have everyone filling a role that uh, they they see can make us have success in uh, at the at the Olympic Games. Doug, it's obviously such a huge
1: deal to Canadians. You know, we spend months in advance. A lot of us making our own Canadian Olympic rosters. Uh, what is the process uh, for you guys now, and where are you in that process of finalizing what will be Canadians' uh, Olympic team?
3: Well, I think it might be easier to start at the beginning. Uh, when we went into the bubble two years ago in Edmonton and Toronto, our management group was selected, and we we all put together a ghost roster prior to those day, prior to that uh, tournament. Uh, the the playoffs that year, and then we met after rounds one, two, and four, and some things changed, and then we had one going into last year, uh, and some players played their way up that lineup, some players played their way down, Uh, and then we put our long list together. Um, It was submitted to the uh, NHL, NHLPA, and uh, the Olympic committees uh, in October, and now we're just you know working that that roster down, and again, we keep doing ghost rosters, and and the way that we've decided to do it is uh, if you're on the ghost roster every time, you're pretty well a lock to be on the team, and so that takes up X amount of spots. and And I would say probably 85% of those guys have stay consistent mm-hmm. from start to finish. It's it's just now having to to make decisions on guys, and some players have have not had great seasons. And they've removed themselves. Some players have had great seasons. and They've moved up the up the food chain. But really, we've t- tried to take that long list and make it a medium list now. And that's how we're going to spend the next uh, five or six weeks is really honing in on that group that we think can can really push. And, and and they have to make a spot for themselves on our team. Just so I'm clear,
0: uh, Army, can can someone outside a list at the last second play themselves on this team, or you have to be on a, a master a master list?
3: Yeah, that, that you had to be on the master list, which was mid-October, which was the same for all countries, uh, probably self-serving. I think it was, uh, you know, for, for Canada, we, we probably had a, a longer list of players. Um, you know, I, I don't think there's a lot of surprises coming from some of those countries if you put a list in in the mid-50s. I don't think they're the 57th player in, in some of these countries is going to go all the way up into the top 25. Where in Canada, I think we, we, some players that weren't on our list uh, are having great years that would have got consideration. But those are the rules going in. You had to basically base your list off of, of last year's playoffs and what, what you had learned prior to the start of the season. But once that list was set, uh, we were told there would be no more additions. Doug,
1: I've heard you chat on on this conversation and philosophy before, and you'd mentioned that it's you know you're not building an all star team here. You're building a hockey team and, and trying to um, you know to fill out multiple role players. How important how important uh, are those lower role guys? No, I don't want to say lower role, but different role. The PK guys, the the guys who will defend for you over what mostly are offensive superstars in the league.
3: Yeah, I think that's what we want to uh, make sure we have a full complement of guys that can. You know, get down to the minutiae, When who who's good on the the right and left hand dots on penalty kill situations? Uh, what are the what are the metrics of of penalty killers this year around the league of the guys we're choosing from? A lot of the players that you look at do do touch every aspect of your game. I think as as the game has evolved, your top players don't kill penalties as much as they used to, just because teams are are nervous for two minutes that they're going to block a shot and break their foot. Uh, so, you you know, you, you want to make sure you have guys that can close games out at six on five uh, or, or produce goals at five on six, you know, whatever it is. So you, you, there, there, are, there are different things that go in in that part of your lineup. But the thing that we've looked at trying to have are great skating players, if possible, but more importantly, great hockey IQ, great hockey sense.
0: It was uh, announced uh, Mitch Marner's out of the lineup for maybe three or four weeks. He's a name that we anticipated would be in the mix, if not a lock already. But is something like an injury, you know, per se, any one of these players, one of those scenarios where it could hurt them and their chances?
3: Yeah, that's a good question, Kip. I think what happens there is it's probably the, the depth of experience you have, uh, so an injury to to Connor McDavid for three or four weeks isn't going to be as substantial as somebody else or or Sidney Crosby. Uh, so you know I think a lot of that goes on on your resume and what you've done in the past. Um, yeah, someone like Drew Doughty uh, got, got hurt uh, earlier in the year. You know, so you, these guys that you know a lot about you're not as concerned on, but there's also players that are trying to express themselves. The the biggest difference also. Over the past is we didn't go in 2018. So usually you have in my experiences are uh, you have that crossover group that that have been there and then a new group evolves and then maybe that group leaves out and that you know that new group is now the experienced group. But by not going in 18, uh, there's not a lot of uh, holdover players from 14 that there would have you know that there would have been in 18. And so there's going to be a whole host of new players that are really wearing uh, the Canadian jersey for the first time at, at this level. And it's going to be interesting to see how they, they respond to the, the pressures that go playing at the Olympic Games.
0: If we just for a minute stay on an injury front, Carey Price, the latest is that he may not be available to start playing games until after Christmas. Have you got any feedback at all? I know he'd be at one of those exemptions in terms of mentally that you know where he's been before, you know what he can do. If he can just get himself healthy, is that enough for you, that late in the process?
3: Yeah, I think it's going to stake. uh We want to. We're going to want to make sure we have communication with Kerry. Obviously, there's things more important than hockey. Uh, I've had one brief conversation with him, and it was just more to to say we're we're rooting for you. We're looking forward to watching a play and. Uh, uh, he's one of those players that, uh, of course, we, you know, with his pedigree, what he did last year, it's not only what he's done internationally, whether it be the, the World Cup of Hockey in 16 or the Olympics in 14, you only have to go back to what he did for the Canadian last year in the playoffs to know that he's still a top-level player. Uh, and, yeah, I, I, I would say the runway is getting shorter and shorter, but uh, it's Carey Price, and if he can get up and running sometime around Christmas, that, that will give him a um a bit of time to figure out exactly where where, where where we're at with our goaltending.
1: How much do you prioritize uh, experience for, you know, when you're making these selections? I, I mean that in two ways. One is just guys who've been through these sort of things before versus first-timers, and, and also the experience guys have had playing together. You know, I look back at the past, and Crosby played with Chris Kunitz once upon a time. There are, there are the opportunity for you guys to do some pairs, I'm sure, with the DN forwards. How, how much is experience to pl- uh, play into your decision-making?
3: Well, I, I think the first the first part of the question was not having that experience in 2018 is going to be uh, – it's going to eliminate a lot of those things where how, how do they perform. So I think now what we look at is where do you, where do you, how do you perform in the Stanley Cup playoffs and if your team doesn't get there, how do you perform in the world championships? You want to see guys, how they perform in the light is the brightest. And unfortunately for players that are, have played in organizations that have been in a rebuilding mode, that if you haven't played important games in four or five years, it's uh, – a you know there it's a leap of faith that you're you're gonna have the ability to get it done in those games so uh i I think experience in, in the the playoffs and the world championships play a lot into it, and I think there is synergy too if you if you see two players that have great synergy uh you can bring them together but with that being said uh, I don't want to name names, but we've taken guys together saying oh they'll play together when they get to the world to the olympics or or a major event, and then you just find uh you know, you, you, I guess I go to 2016 and how it's felt like uh, Marshawn was always a thorn in Crosby's side, and all of a sudden they get to the World Cup and they, and they just have unbelievable chemistry together. Yeah. So you never know how it's going to go until you get there, and that's John Cooper's job with his staff. But I think there is a the tie would probably go to the synergy of going knowing that guys have played well together in the past.
0: Is it safe to say on the blue line army we're gonna see some some new names here because the old guards of course led by Shea Weber uh no longer available but it it will have a different feel back there I sense?
3: Yeah, I would say the the two areas, the goaltending obviously with Kerry's situation, uh and then and obviously defense, uh Webb's uh, and Keith had been a, a rock star for a number of years, and you had Vlasic, a Bolemyster on the left side. So you've had different guys. I think uh, obviously us naming Petro-Angelo early uh, gives us the feeling that we have one guy from there in the past. But, yeah, there's going to be a lot of new players in that area, and that's one of the exciting parts of building this is who's going to have the best chemistry with each other and can we manufacture that. What we have to manufacture it. Is how quickly can we do it.
1: When you look at that decor, uh, you know, your options are, are very interesting. Obviously, tons of talent throughout it. Um, you know, I'm looking at a name, uh, Adam Pellick is a guy who, for the Islanders who defends as a priority, not a high-point total guy. Where would he in that style of play be in your, your mind? You know, I'm looking also, there's Dougie Hamilton, Thomas Shabbat, and a lot of guys that want to go-go and put up points. How are you guys going to prioritize the back end, given your ability to score up front?
3: Well, I think if what we've tried to do is go back and look at the, the teams that have had success uh, for Canada. And I think you have to have that that wide variety of players. And I think uh, Adam's one of those players, like a Bomeister or like a Vlasic, that you, you know what you're going to get. They can kill penalties. They can kill out games. And, and there's a, a few players like that. Uh, again, we're not just going to take just offensive players because you have to close games out. And, and offensive players are usually offensive players because they play in the power play well you know here if you have if you have four four forwards and one defenseman you really need two offensive defensemen and so sometimes these guys these guys cancel each other out and you're going to take the best one in that situation because uh, most of the points come from from the from the power play for a lot of these guys so again you you're just trying to i would say in defense you want to have certainly gifted offensive players and some really shut down players but uh, out of the eight guys, you'd hope to have at least uh, five, and hopefully six, two hundred foot players that can play either side.
0: Army, when it comes to like some of the outside noise uh, around the pandemic, is it hard not to listen or follow it, uh, and and still wonder if if these guys are going or not, and if we are lucky enough where it is a, it, it is green lighted in many ways this this won't be the the fun olympics uh you know when you're dealing with you know no family sitting in rooms by yourself um you know is is that come into play that this will be more business-like than perhaps anything you've ever experienced
3: yeah and we've tried to share that kipper with the players when we've had our zoom calls or talked to them that it's a it's a different uh it's a different animal i think that the Olympics being in 2022 instead of 2020, I think we're going to be accustomed to it. Uh, all the players have, have spent time in a bubble. All those players have spent, uh, you know, a season or the better part of a season without fans. So it's not something that's going to be new to us. Uh, it's not comfortable. We hope to, to get out of this as quick as possible for for everyone's sake, but it's not probably as big of a deal as it would have been if we were doing this 12 to 16 months ago. And I also think that, Putting it together, you, yeah, I think your mind wanders uh, wanders are, uh, around when you're, are we going to go, aren't we going to go? But at the end of the day, we still have to prepare like we're going to go. I know our players are preparing like they're going to go, filling out the form, you know, getting the clothing sizes in, doing all the things necessary uh, to be on that long list. And we're out scouting and when we're having our meetings. Uh, at the end of the day, as management's quite easy because if, if we get right to the last day, and we don't go we've i've had a chance to work with four other managers and we've gained a lot of knowledge about players from around the league i gained a no- lot of knowledge of those guys and some of these coaches on how they run their teams and uh really that that just makes our day job better and i think that's the one thing that probably gets lost i think for the general fan is how much information we're gaining and and the uh, knowledge we're picking up from working with other people around our game for
1: sure that's super healthy the um The news came out today, Doug, that uh, the Chinese men's Olympic team would be, in fact, playing. I believe they are in your group. Now, no disrespect to them, but they are not NHL players on that team. What are your thoughts on their inclusion in a group against, really, the best players in the world in Canada and the
3: U.S. and Germany? Well, it's going to be interesting. Obviously, uh <laughs> you you don't want to say anything that's going to come back and bite you right. two months later, but <laughs> it's they're going to they're going to have an uphill challenge for sure, but uh, uh again, I think as as any country, you, you can just play the teams that are in front of you and uh whatever the lineup is, the lineup is and um, you know, we just have to be prepared to, to to play against anybody. But I know I know the question. I am not really sure there's a, a proper way to answer that. No, right. I hope they <laughs> can put a, a competitive team on the ice and uh can can have a good showing. It's
0: just a, a backhand way for Justin to uh ask you if if you want him to scout them during uh the holiday season. <laughs> He's got nothing better to do.
3: I'll give you a chance to beat them. I think I can get <laughs> you
1: guys over the top.
3: <laughs> well you might be the only one that wants to go there to scout right now so you can have
0: that <laughs> listen uh we, we got to ask you about your st louis blues uh it's, at times i'm going yeah really good and other times i'm like whoa, what's going on here but i think you can say that with a lot of teams in the national hockey league right now um your your, your thoughts the first
3: 20 25 games well, excited about our our offensive depth. Uh, it's a little, it's stronger than we've had here in the past, where we can roll out uh, multiple scoring lines uh, uh, and, and try and take advantage maybe of, of the, the bottom part of other rosters. And then uh, when you get injured, then you just get into survival mode, and that's where we're at right now with injuries and COVID on our team. We're just trying to, to find points, and I think the the general consensus is in hockey now is you 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 can go winless in eight, but you have to get points in four. you know what i mean you you mm-hmm. can't like getting zero points on multiple nights in a row is a is a recipe for disaster and so you just got to find a way to chalk out a point here, a point there, a win here, a win there, when things aren't going well uh, and we're going through that part right now we have We have injuries we have covid and and other teams are double the same thing, so it's just trying to find a way to to get a point but when we are healthy, which has been one game this year i I do like our depth. I think uh, Bennington was playing uh, very well before he went into COVID. I think the question on our team right now is, is our back end and how that's, that's going to play itself out. We have a nice young player, in Scott who has come in and has a—he's an offensively gifted player. And uh, you know, when you add him and Tori Krug, you move the puck very well. But you're a lot smaller than, than you were in the past too. So it's uh, its just quite honestly, guys, we're trying to find our, our, our balance on the back end and getting healthy up front to see how, how good we can really be.
0: Well, we really appreciate your time, uh, Army, and uh, good luck tonight uh, right back at it with uh, the Florida Panthers. Uh, good luck the rest of the way here.
3: All right, guys. Well, thanks a lot for having me on, and uh, I guess it's not too early to wish everybody a happy holiday season too. Thank you. Thanks so much. Doug
0: Armstrong, luck. General Manager, Team Canada, St. Louis Blues. That's quite the resume. Uh he
1: made the point about uh getting points when things aren't going great. And just looking now, they you know, they lost an OT to the Blackhawks, they lost in the Panthers to a shootout. Like he says they're not going great, but they are grabbing points along the way. Hanging in there.
0: And more importantly, out of there, we we've, we've pretty much know that Kerry Price is very much in the plans until Carry Price says he's not in the plans. That's yeah. where you're at with your goaltending. For the Canadian Olympic team.
1: He said, you know, the runway's getting shorter, but he certainly implied there was enough runway. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, after Christmas, too. Yeah. So that uh, should stuff. be encouraging so for Canadians. So we got time here to get to, to JB's uh, Team Canada. Yeah, we, we do. We got 20 minutes here, 15 anyway. Um, How do you want to do this? You want to do lines? You just want to do locks? Uh, bu- I, do, I uh, do have it all lined and, up, and but. There's locks, and then there's in the mix, and then there's. On the outside looking in.
1: If you would like, I can just run through names until you hit one that we don't agree on. Or I can give you my lines. Do you want to see... Sammy, you produce the show. What do you... Anything... Can you hear me?
2: I can hear you. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Oh, wow. Welcome Working. to the show. Thanks. Uh, man, Doug was great. Doug he is, was good. That
1: was very informative. That
2: was uh, some juicy stuff in there. Yeah. Loved it. And I'm going to
1: reference it, some of it as I go okay. through my list So,
2: here. I mean, yeah, I think you could probably start with the guys who are locks.
1: Okay, so... Do you want my, Do you want lines? Yeah, yeah. Well, give me yeah. lines. Go, lines. go on, line line okay. by line. Here lines. we go. My first my first line is Sidney Crosby at centered, uh, Connor Stop. McDavid at left wing, and Brad Marchand on the right side. Oh, I knew God. I knew this would be a fight. Right, he's away. he's already mad. Okay, keep here's going. here's why it's well. How was it the wrong answer? Because I want I want Connor and Sid to play together. Everyone does, and no. everyone puts Connor. There's in power there. plays for that. The no, no,
0: there's power no, plays no, for that.
1: You don't no. want Connor and Sid together. Everyone listening at home, no. Kippers crazy. No,
0: I don't want them together. Because I I know money's in the bank when I got. Sid Marchand and Bergeron. Bergeron. I know. I so got I'm money. Mar- I got money there. That's a fantastic line. It is. You, you're going for sizzle. I also. I am. Just go- give me the steak,
1: man. No, no, no. This is. I mean, this is the one. That's like my one thing I want to see together is those okay. two guys. Um, but I, I do also have. Anyway, let's just carry on. Okay. Um, McKinnon uh, center centering the next line with Bergeron and Huberdeau. Huberdeau is the first name that might be controversial.
0: No, I have Huberto on my no, team. No, I got him. I, I got him on the number one line. You do? Okay, I actually thought about that. And I've got him with McDavid and McKinnon. I want <laughs> McKinnon's speed <laughs> with McDavid. Not I want hockey puck. both of them together. A lot of my decision-making
1: went into... I had Marner with they those can't two. can't all have the puck.
0: I had Marner with those two. Um,
1: okay. Third line, I got Brayden Point between Marner and Tavares. Mm.
0: I don't have Tavares. Uh, uh, is he is on, you on your team? Line. Is he on your team? I would have... I, he's in the mix with uh, three names that I've got right now. Okay. And uh, but I don't have uh, I don't have Tavares on a top nine or at least the only
1: reason on the I win. do, I the don't only have reason him on I do win. is because my fourth line I love because it's versatile and that's Mark Stone between Sorelli and Hyman. Zach Hyman is on one my, more time. That's uh, Stone between Sorelli and Hyman. Two, wow. guys, two guys on the outside for me are Stamkos and Barzal. They're, they're coming. They're in. Hyman. They're in. And then my, my next group up, the guys who didn't make my 14-man roster for forwards, are O'Reilly, Couturier, Wilson, and Shifley.
0: I have Couturier in, in, in the top 12. Same. Without a doubt, he is uh, my 200-foot centerman. So you want Couturier or Hyman? Oh, you want him at center. I want him at center. And you have point on the wing? No,
1: point in the middle between Tavares and Marner. I have stone in the middle between Sorelli and Hyman. Stamkos and yeah. Barzal are in the press box right now. Stamkos can go in for Tavares, no problem. I have no problem with that at all. That's, and Barzal is like, if someone goes down, this guy is a dynamic offensive presence.
0: Yeah, and you have Shifley, Mark Shifley, nowhere to
1: be seen. He's in, No, he's not, a, not on my team. He's been, I mean, I, that's a nice way to say terrible outside he's of not, the past two games. He's not on the, the list. Two goals in his first like 18
2: games or something. I just there's no way in the world I'm going into this breaking up Marshawn, Sid, and Bergeron. I'm look, going back to the bank with those three.
1: They're together in my second la, order, my line pattern.
2: They, you just know that's deadly. They have the puck the entire time they played together. I know it's been a while. What was it, 2016 World Championships? Do you, do you
1: think Connor would ruin the flow with Sid and Marchand, or
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it'd be listen, worse. You've got plenty of time. During the tournament. To shuffle on. To to load up. Yeah. I, I just, you
1: guys got to let me yeah, have that, all right? Listen, you just. I, at some point, I need Sid out there with Connor and McKinnon. I need the three of them. Power to... play. Yeah, let's get that going. Yeah, don't commit. Don't take any penalties against this team. <laughs> no kidding. Uh The back end is probably more. Unless, sorry, do you have the, any more no, on that? No, no, I'm good. I think
0: all our names are in the mix.
2: I think Stamkos is big time.
1: So, Couturier is
2: in here, for you, here, you guys. Who who okay, are you dropping on, hold, from my team?
0: Hold on. I, I just want to throw this out. Let me have it. Okay? Yeah. It's political. And it, it, it was in the past, and it will continue. Cooper? hmm Stamkos. Yeah. Armstrong? O'Reilly. O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. So O'Reilly's not in Kay. for me. I'm just telling you that, okay, uh, if, if you sat there and said Tavares or, or O'Reilly, and you're Doug Armstrong... What do you got to go on? Tavares, good point producer. Put him on the power play right. in front of the net. Maybe, yeah, for sure. All of those things. O'Reilly, faceoffs, uh, great shutdown guy. If He's you got need 14
1: points this year in 22 games hey, or something,
0: Stanley Cup champion. All right, all right. Come on, been there, yep. rises up to the big games. I love O'Reilly. You don't have to convince me. I had him I'm on just, my fourth line. I'm, this is the way it works. And let's not forget the issue that. Mark, Marty St. Louis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Iserman St. Louis. With He ended up that, on the Rangers because of it. That ended, ended his run as a Tampa Bay Lightning was based on Team Canada. So you think O'Reilly's
1: on the team is what you're saying.
0: Barzal's out then. <laughs> All
2: I'm telling you. He ended up going anyway. Because somebody got hurt, but he didn't play. Hey, didn't
0: matter. The damage was done. Oh, yeah, of course. Didn't play. And well, he that, got hey, in. He got in by yeah, the end. Yeah, but he barely played. Yeah. This is only a, a three-week tournament. You, you got you to gotta deal with these guys for a lot longer. So that will come into play. And when I, when I tell you that, I mean, there's another guy on the back end now. Oh, yeah. in Pareco with the Blues. Yeah, he's not. He's, he didn't quite
1: crack my eight.
0: He's, uh, he's maybe next guy let up. Let me tell you something. He's a player. And maybe one of the best shutdown guys.
1: And he talked about needing that. But you know okay. what? He's a right-shot, right-side right guy, right? So here's my right side, Petrangelo, Makar, Ekblad, Doughty, are my four right side guys. He's not knocking out any of those four. Uh, yeah, he is.
0: Dowdy? Doughty? Doughty. Oh, yeah. So oh, Doughty? No, 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 Doughty in, you're saying? I have Doughty yes, in right now. I, I've got him in, too. I, I do have Particularly him Particularly after
1: hearing Doug I, right there talk about, I was like, that I, made Doughty a lot to I, me. I think Pareco <laughs> could push Ekblad out. I think Eckblad is, he's unbelievable this year. He, I mean, big body, contributes offensively. I like Ekblad. That's okay. There's, there's a tough one. My left side. So here I got first pair, Theodore Petrangelo. Next pair, Adam Pellick and Kale McCarr. Third pair, Darnell Nurse and Aaron Eckblad. Fourth pair, Riley and Doughty. God, that's a lot of skating.
2: Skating. skating. Guys that just skate.
1: So the one that everyone hates that I said was Pellick, which I asked Doug Armstrong about. Um, but here's the thing. The whole defense thing, at some point, someone's got to do it. So, Dougie Hamilton, sure. Thomas Shabbat, fine. Chickren, you're out this year. Um, you know, Mackenzie Weager's a good player, too. But,
0: to Sh- me, needs someone to defend. Pareko, buddy.
1: Pareko on the right side. Yeah. But if they do want to do both sides, Pellick is like Justin Hall on yes. steroids. I'll He's get, like.
0: You know who you didn't mention? Oh. Taves. Islanders. Devin Taves. Devin Taves. Very much on the radar. Hmm. I mean, his
1: fancy stats are off the charts. He's
0: Pellick hurt?
2: Pelikert, hurt or Pollock? Pelic the- is back. Pellick's back. Pollock. Pollock's hurt. Yeah. yeah, okay.
1: But Pellick, yeah. you know, he hasn't been awesome because the Islanders haven't been awesome, but he is an excellent player and also underlying numbers love him in every way. Someone's got to be on the ice when they're protecting those 2-1 leads against it, Latvia. It's funny.
2: Like, laying all this out, you always – the conversation has been like, oh, what are they going to do? They don't have the, the Webbers and, you know, the – you know, the Keith and the Easter, But, like, I thought for sure Riley would be, like, a lock on the team. Like, oh, he's one of the best, you know, six guys in Canada for defensemen.
0: And I don't think he is. Like, he's, reading these names, I don't, I don't think he's there. He is in the conversation. He is, for sure. Uh, a, I think he is He's goes. a good player. The The issue that Morgan Riley has is that there's not one thing in particular he's, he's great at. Not a specialist it's, it's in any way. It's okay. a great point. It's a great point. And does he go to defend? Is he on the power play? Does he kill? Does he, he's a five on five guy. And on the Leafs, he's a very important player, but there are some nights that, you know, he's not their best defender and he's certainly not their the key to the power play and he's not overly physical, but he's just really good at what he does for the Toronto Maple yeah. Leafs. This it's has just... been my complaint about Timothy Lilligren. He's that, but not Morgan Riley. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where Morgan is. So if you want to talk about a guy that could be Six, seven, or eight? Yeah, maybe he can sneak in there, but it's it's a tough sell. You know, you know Thomas Chabot. Yeah, could be a guy that could be great in this tournament, and he, we've seen him dominate World Juniors. But they may have an issue with him defensively.
1: Yeah. Well, that, that's the whole thing, is I was trying to think of, like, who do you trust to put on the ice? You know, Riley-McCarr pairing? Does that make you feel good? Nurse and, you know, like, it's... These I feel guys pretty are,
2: good when McCarr's on the ice no matter what.
1: Yeah, he's pretty... He's he, just got the puck the entire is. time. He's my favorite player in the league. Yeah, I agree. Um, what was I... Oh, so I what about been, the goalies, boys? Hold on, I have one major concern with this decor still, and I don't remember what it is. Oh, Drew Doughty. My, what I was going to say about Drew Doughty is, will Drew Doughty go, sit in the press box in a suit and watch Canada play seven, eight games and try to meddle and just support the team as a good soldier. No way. That's it, my one concern with bringing him didn't
0: as Didn't PK do it?
1: Sure. Yeah. Well, Drew?
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't. Drew, for I, I three, think, three, three straight Olympics, or no, sorry, two straight Olympics, uh, was one of the best players on the team. You know, in 2010, he was on the ice when they got the golden goal. Both, both, he knows it, and he'll tell he you. He scored all the goals in 2014. Before he got hurt,
0: he was zoned it. Oh, yeah. in.
2: Like, this year. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Like I, I think it was no questions asked. He would have been one of them yeah. to go there. So I I've got him in. I I think he's so you is, the, I, th- out. I, I think in the next month he's gonna be really good. Yeah. And he, he wants it bad. That's the, There's that's something the other to thing that. is that he wants it bad. He's a hell of a player. And I got I got no doubts that he's he's uh he's dialed in. To be one of those guys. So then, um, oh, here's a here's a name that we didn't mention: Burns. Nope. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm just. He's still a good player. Yeah, I don't
2: particularly. But you've got enough guys that do what he does better ahead of him. Yeah, I will
1: say, Peak Burns reminds me of Peak Dustin Bufflin and that like special, like not yeah. many people can do what he can do. But when he plays played, his best. But, like he
2: played for them when they won the World Championship and they beat Team Europe. In the final. He yeah. was on that
1: team. It's <laughs> yeah. a very weird time. But yeah. Yeah. Anything changed for anyone on the goaltending front? You know, so are we all if price comes back and he's a nine oh five save yes. percentage in ten games, is he the starter? Yes. How about I, in five I, games? I don't
0: even know if he needs to start, but he will be there. Yeah. And I think when push comes to shove, he'll be the guy. And then I got Bennington and Hart. Price flurry Bennington. I don't know
1: about Hart, guys. Flurry. I, I don't know. It's Flurry. You like you like that he's been hot since the new coach? He's you been hot. Yeah. He's been hot.
2: And I, I think that he's a good enough goalie with that roster in front of him that he's gonna make some big saves and he's gonna be good enough the if we need him.
0: Last two and a half weeks, have you seen the goaltending out of the flyers? Yeah, no thanks. Come on. You can't take that chance. I guess I guess you send flurry then yeah. in that case. And then Bennington.
1: Because you're not sending Kemper and you're not sending Blackwood. So here's a question I have for you guys now coming off
2: all this, because laying this team out in front of me has made me feel very great about Team Canada. <laughs> what country scares you the most as a potential threat to the gold medal of Team Canada?
0: Oh, gosh. USA. Are oh, you yeah, really? USA. U.S.? How about Jack oh. Eichel skating now for, what, nah, two he's not- weeks? <laughs> Could you imagine if you're in Vegas and he goes there
1: and, like, gets hurt or something? Oh, man. He's playing, boys. In the Olympics? Yeah. No, he's
0: not. Are you serious? Oh, Yeah.
2: Are you reporting this? What do you think he's doing?
0: (laughs) What do you think he's doing? Yeah. He wants to play desperately. Boys. Can Vegas say no? Boys. Unless something drastically happens, he's going and he's playing for the U.S. in the Olympics.
1: Okay. You know, Sammy made some comment earlier today about how the... Go ahead, Kipper.
0: Plenty of time for Jack Eichel. Right? This was all about getting to the Olympics. Besides... Moving on from Buffalo.
1: Yeah. Sam, you were talking about the passion of amateurs earlier. How about the passion of these guys? Like, you know, not getting paid, putting themselves at risk and mm-hmm. COVID risk and, you know,
0: not insured. Yeah. How about, how about the fact that you, if you come down with anything, you got to stay there for three weeks by yourself. Yeah, no thanks. Well, I mean,
1: it's not, you know, it's China. It's a people live there. It's not the. No, but you're sitting in a hotel a room, room by place. yourself. It wouldn't be great. God, I guess maybe, maybe it's because I got two young kids. I'm like three weeks yeah, in a hotel room. Yeah. Let's go. Um,
2: <laughs> Russia too. Uh
1: Vasilevsky, Scary. Yeah. Goaltending is like the one thing, As if you yeah, know, short it, tourney.
2: Yeah. You get in a big game against them. He makes fifty saves. You know, I, I the rest of the roster, whenever you see them, it's kinda Russia kind of does the same thing. But the te- goaltending there. Did you guys uh poo poo Hyman to the point where he wasn't on your teams? He's on my team, but he I don't think he poo-poo. Is on your team. No, no, no. Okay. No. He's not on your team. No. Michael Bunting's got better numbers it's, than him this uh, year. Maybe he should be there. Oh, stop it. Yeah,
1: it's a, it's a <laughs> useless <laughs> conversation. It's, a, it's not out of the question. But I, I actually had him with Connor I, and Sid at first, but I didn't want to get booed out of the studio. Oh, my God. Hey, if if Sid can have Kunitz, we can give Connor Hyman. I don't know. Stone Hyman over Stone? No, nope, Stone I have on. That's Stone fourth line with Sorelli. So who's? I got O'Reilly, Couturier, Wilson, and Scheifele out. Those are my my...
2: God, yeah. I'd love Tom Wilson on Team Canada. I'd love to cheer. I just te- couldn't lo- think
1: of a situation where I wanted him yeah. on the ice over anyone I've mentioned.
0: I'd love to cheer from, hey.
1: Selkie winner? He has won a Selkie.
0: Yeah. Not interested, eh?
1: Well, I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> the team's given up 15 goals in the last two games. It's tough to watch the Flyers. so maybe he's been sneaky good.
2: Quick one before we go. Could we get Canada B in there instead of China? Imagine. The okay. other, the, the second-rate Canada team.
1: A fun question would be what letter Canada could beat this Chinese team. B. D
0: easily
2: F
1: because we've looked
0: at it Sammy and it's a few guys from the KHL yeah that must have been a hard dis- like how, ultimately how how could you keep them out I know they're the host but so wow. Jake,
1: Jake Chelios is on the team yes, Ryan Chelios. Sproul who's yep. an AHL player I'm familiar yep. with Uh, Brendan Yip
2: Brendan Yip couple other guys that
0: who's played 36 little time. and played
1: playing the KHL probably their best player it's
0: tough they're and get...
1: beyond that it's not better than that yeah. A
0: sumo wrestler in that <laughs> 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 Honestly, could, could be your the best chance. commercial, it's, it's not a, a bad, walrus in that. It's not, not a bad idea. I'm telling you, just load them up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well.
1: Listen, right. man, I am on board. That's their best chance. All right. Go, Canada, go. One, one
0: last thing. Percentage of going and this tournament finishing.
1: I am 63% sure they're going to go. 63 sucks.
2: <laughs> That's, That's horrible. I'm saying... 63 and a
0: half. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's optimistic. You are nervous then.
2: Are,
1: are, are we super, super low on that? We're probably too low.
0: I don't know. I I had the season at 50-50. You
1: did, eh? Yeah. No, you're
0: Peter Pessimist over there. We, we, um, we are one team shutting down, possibly away from really screwing up the schedule. You stop it right now. No one wants to hear this. Nobody. Okay, let's go to break. <laughs> we got Sammy still smiling. Jody Shelley, broadcaster, Fox Sports Ohio, former NHL player with the Columbus Blue Jackets. He's going to tee that one up as the Leafs, with their MASH unit, play the Blue Jackets. That and more coming up next. After the break, you're listening to Real Kipper and Born.